1: Welcome to the box pod. Um, Matt there just interrupting the introduction because we've been talking about the sad celebrity deaths of 2016 of which there have been a lot Um, and um, Matt is going to go through them all now and rate them in uh, preference for who he likes the best.
2: Well, uh, for me, the, the the one that obviously meant the most to me was uh, David Bowie passing. And that's um, all
1: we've got time for tonight.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> I can't believe he didn't say Ronnie Corbett then, Matt. That's
3: oh. great.
2: Hey, look, I call it like I see it. Are though? you putting
3: Ronnie Corbett above Dave Bowie? Absolutely. It's Corbett, for Christ's sake.
0: Wow.
1: Wow. Wow. I, don't, they're, yeah, they're, I don't know if you can do that. Welcome to the Boxhead Pod. I'm Howard. this is Jamie. Hi. Um, uh, we're the regulars and then uh, there's some others that are becoming more and more common is the word. Let's start with the most common and work our way up. Jack is the most common. He uh, how do He is a student yeah. from the very north, almost, um, almost Scotland, which I went to this weekend and passed through Lancaster and thought of you, Jack. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it, was, it looked, it was very pleasant. Was it raining? It wasn't raining. Uh, very oh. hilly, very hilly place. Uh, cobbled streets. um yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, people wearing bread on their feet and things like that. <laughs> Speaking of people who wear bread on their feet, Adam Comstiff looks like he was born in the 30s. He was actually born in the 80s. Uh, and our internet department, Good evening, Adam.
4: Good evening to you, sir. Um,
0: uh, Where
1: are we? uh... He
4: was
0: born in the 30s as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah,
1: trying
4: to bring a little bit of that
0: vibe.
1: Tiernan getting involved. Tiernan, uh, the second least common, because he's in London, but we suspect from his name that he's some form of immigrant. Yeah,
0: that's that's true. Yeah.
1: There we go. And the poshest of them all, it's Matthew Wandless.
2: Uh, there evening, gentlemen. <laughs> there he
1: is. Matthew and I had a, a, a Skype on our own this week. I was semi-naked. Oh, that was sexy, wasn't it? Matthew yeah. was home alone, um, and we were t- talking about something else. And I actually saw Matthew's creaky basement cupboard. Uh, it's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. It was... Is that a euphemism? Uh, Yes, yesterday, (laughs) yesterday.
4: He showed me his creaky basement covered down (laughs) Skype. Uh,
1: Tonight we're going to be talking about Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Also, no chart through from the internet department, uh, from the uh, algorithm department again. uh, Ben sends his apologies. He he says he thinks he might be so busy at the moment that he might miss an entire season of the Box Set Pod, which um, is difficult to guess because how long is the season Jamie it's, uh, um, it's
3: anything,
1: yeah. anything how long's three, a piece of string yeah there were three episodes <laughs> should, we, should
3: we should we fire him and just make our own chart well the question is will you
1: will you bother making your own chart up I and mean, can we be bothered firing anyone exactly both can of those things we'll just what, leave the status quo shall we
2: what season are we on
1: um, well, we stopped calling the seasons when we got to season four, I believe. Um, so it probably f- be six-ish. Well, I think we're on, f- yes, yeah, six
2: probably. Yeah. That's disappointing. Um, yeah. well, it's nice right. you know, No, I, think- I mean, from my own perspective, if I was a character being introduced into a series, I'd want to come in maybe
0: series three
2: latest. Yeah, I'm afraid yeah, you, you you're all. You could be
0: the character they bring in in order to end it. You know, the no. I'm the one they something. bring in to jazz ratings up. No, I think you're the one they bring in so that everything then goes wrong and it just has to draw to a conclusion.
2: I, I think, did they jump the shark with me? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah,
0: I think they've jumped several sharks with you. Yeah.
2: I'm too ridiculous to be in the series.
0: That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, you're not. You're not real enough. No you one believes that awesome I exist mm. to be part of this. I think Jack
1: gotcha. uh, joined earliest. Jack, didn't you come on as a guest? Didn't we ring you? Like, yeah, in uh, the first season maybe.
3: Yeah, we we got oh, you no, on not, to a... not the first season, no, no. no maybe we got second. you on to appeal to a new demographic. Well, that didn't mm,
4: work, I did
1: know.
3: it? <laughs> yeah,
1: didn't work.
4: Um, what was that demographic?
3: Um, poor, you know, poor people. Students. The young, cool, uh, stinky <laughs> indie kids. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right.
1: so that's everybody we're going to talk better call saul later on don't forget you can email us we've got an email coming up but first jamie would you mind doing some making up some patriotic music in a moment for me no problems sam knowles is the name of a friend of matthew wandless who sent a message to matt saying that he'd been binge listening a backlog of the box set pods. so thank you sam is, is sam a girl or a boy he is uh,
2: a burly man.
1: Burly man sent this message to Matt. He likes Adam Sandler, loved Zoolander too, and his favourite show is Chuck. He hates Tom Hardy and thinks The Wire is boring. Is Howell even a real person? Yes, sir, yes. Sir, yes sir. <laughs> In response, I must firstly thank you for uh, binging on my excellent podcast. Secondly, I bring forth to you my thesis entitled uh, Taste. Cue the music, Jamie. When.
3: Actually a bit quieter
1: than that. Just a bit quieter. When,
3: when we see a cat
1: eating a fine meat from our plate, followed by cat food that smells to us like jellied sht, how must we judge that cat, Sam? Has the cat got terrible taste or great taste? Well, that depends whether we're judging taste on openness and breadth or exclusiveness and cognitive pickery. If we follow these to their extreme examples, the latter, cognitive pickery, the idea that informed smartness equals good taste, we can only say that the person who likes the least has the best taste. The person who listens to Radio 3 and nothing else is who we must aspire to follow. And the person who eats any cuisine can break bread at any table of any tribe in the world is a Neanderthal idiot. Nay, I say to you, Sam, that it is you that has got things upside down and inside out. Yes, it's true that I like Adam Sandler films, Chuck, and one of the best gigs I've been to in a long time was Glee Live. (laughs) Yes, 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 it (laughs) is. However, Handelson's Messiah at the Bridgewater Hall blew me away, performed by the Halle Orchestra. The Birmingham Royal Ballet Romeo and Juliet, even though I was paid to be there, was a superb Performance and my weekly fix of Woman's Hour on Radio 4 rates equally highly on my list of favorite things. Because being able to understand why Taylor Swift's song Style is better than Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl allows you to feel more and enjoy life so much more. Because the more you love Sam, the less you hate, and life is better. Thank you for your email Sam Uh, Pam's almost also emailed
4: You do like some right shit, though. Jesus
0: you?
2: Christ, my yeah. life! <laughs> I mean,
0: and he had a point about the wire. I mean, it's not boring in any way. I mean, there's a lot of things he wasn't wrong on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the wire was boring. Listen to what I'm saying. I,
2: I actually, I, was just I, I did defend something. you about the wire because you, you were playing devil's advocate and trying to bait me.
1: Well, I was, I was doing that, but but all, I was more saying that the wire, um, you have to make it quite a large amount of effort, especially when if you go back and watch it now, there is a lot of effort required that can sit, a bit like the West Wing at the popular end of the scale, that can sit back on its social laurels um, and and presume that the audience is going to be engaged by it. I'd like to see those things uh, and the last series was half as long as the others and that's unacceptable because it was excellent.
2: That's not, that's not true.
3: No, it wasn't Howell. No, it wasn't. No, it was 10 so episodes, have you only watched half of the last what? series? Have you only watched five episodes of no. season five? No, I mean that would thing.
0: explain a lot. No, mm. I've watched that. What do you mean
1: explain a lot? I love The Wire. I just, I just said a note of criticism, which you Why
2: did you spend an hour slagging
0: it off? Can't handle. Are you sure about that, The Wire? And also, somebody, yes. somebody else has texted in and said that you said it was boring. So I believe them wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, to, I'm with Sam. Uh, yeah, I'm with Sam as well. Sam's
2: great guys
4: yeah he sounds like a good guy
2: he's going to Is be Sam on my podcast contest? this week it's going to be really good
4: oh I'm going to listen to that
2: Sam does his own podcast as well called The Prestige Podcast
1: wow. are you sure sounds about the the last season not being shorter yes
2: it's like two episodes shorter than two the two episodes there you go it's shorter we were robbed you said it was okay. half as long
1: I may have exaggerated Pam yes, emailed did. as well um, <laughs> Pam emailed and said uh, she took issue with me as well i'm, I, I'm <laughs> loving all this attention by the way pam says uh, welcome back after your easter break thank you um i have to agree with jamie and matt about the music discussion R E peaky blinders i also think it can be a good thing using modern music where appropriate now sam i'm going to make a uh, a snobby um artistic argument now i it's not pam thank you pam i ask you this what is freedom Pam, um, wow. <laughs> creative freedom, right? We all want that. I've certainly got it on this podcast. I and mean, this is a shining example of where someone being given too much creative freedom just creates boring entertainment, a lot like some of the wire. Um, but tougher choices make for better results sometimes. And the Arctic Monkeys and Johnny Cash are excellent songs. And of course, they're going to look great at the beginning of a gritty uh, TV series because they're great songs. They're brilliant. But as Marsha, if she was here, can testify, because she picks music for the, the In Between Us, that it, it is uh, it's an important job and a hard job. And I've, I'd find it hard to find another example of a period drama that stands the test of time that actually uses modern popular music instead of period music. And wouldn't it have been Nine more interesting? Has anyone seen that? No. Sophia Coppola one.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie, it's not very good.
1: Oh, well, there, no, you, that's go. Not there good. you go.
2: There you go. It's not because of the music that it's not very good. The no, music isn't
1: the problem. No, but <laughs> my point is that anyone making decisions that lead to something that's crap would make that kind of a decision because it's an easy choice. Wouldn't it have been interesting to get the Arctic Monkeys or the National or whoever was on that soundtrack, get one of them to actually create a um, soundtrack inspired by the by the historical... The music of the time, you know, the working class folk music of Birmingham or whatever at, at the time. Wouldn't that
4: have been... Nick Cave, that's
1: who Nick Cave was. that was it. Yeah, um, Nick Cave would have been perfect, yeah. Wouldn't that have been fantastic? And it, it's just, I, I think that in a hundred years, when people watch Dad's Army, they won't question the music on the theme tune. And when they watch Peaky Blinders, they will question the music on the theme tune.
2: Well, I can't wait to find out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: See,
1: I'm thinking about our heritage and our history and for that reason, Chuck's theme Tune is a lot better than Peaky Blinders. Thank you, Sam.
4: Thank you, Pam. That's all sorted. The, uh, I was just going to say, on that Boardwalk Empire did the same, didn't it? Just with the theme tune. That was is um, it Brian Jonestown Massacre or someone who does? Yes, those? that's right, Brian yeah. Jonestown Massacre. Yeah, yeah. That's the only comparable thing I can oh, think really? of. Oh but... really?
3: I, I I thought that was an original piece of music. I didn't know that oh, was I sort of think,
4: Yeah. Write it for I, I always used Boardwalk. to find it quite jarring compared to the, oh. the, the setting but very quickly got got used to it. And, Thank you for agreeing
1: with me, Adam. Um, because it, I think I think you can almost get away with the theme tune being a, a modern song. You know, I'll, I'll give you that. But they use it as. What's it called? Di- didactic music, is that the word? Uh, didactic music. Jack, Jack knew that. He's obviously studying media at the moment. Yeah. Jack! Yeah. I it. just want to say, whilst
4: we're on music, big yeah. shout out to Marcia, because I've been listening to a lot of, uh, well, watching a lot of the Inbetweeners, and it's banger after banger after banger
1: there you on go. there. Yeah. If only she put as much effort into this podcast as she did picking music for the Inbetweeners, eh?
4: Yeah.
1: So, where are we then? Um,
3: better Call Saul. Matt, you... Yes watch oh no jamie news have we got any news news i can give you a little bit of news if you want first of all um so all the news is on the box dot slash news i'm the only one who reads it um but that's, if not you do fantasy... that's not true that's oh, not true okay that's not true who else reads it howell
1: uh, was, uh not me certainly not me but i've seen the i've seen the figures and uh, you give know that website stats. gets some hits
3: it's good people, yeah. people well, There's some good stuff on there. Um, Recently, the Walking Dead finale happened of season six. It was supposed to be a massive, crowd-pleasing 90-minute episode that introduced (laughs) one of the most highly anticipated Walking Dead characters by the name of Negan. He's a big favourite of comic book people uh, who love the comic book. Don't
1: ruin this. I'm not going to ruin it, but I will
3: say that they – Made a lot of fans are angry with a long and rather dull 90 minute episode that didn't even give the ending that everybody was expecting to get. And there are now petitions being signed across mainly America to get them to reveal <laughs> exactly what has happened. Because, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I think I know. Can I, can I reveal, can I say. Basically,
1: somebody's me- died, but so we don't know who. was meant to
3: die. A main character was meant, was meant to die. Mm. And. They went to die at the end of a baseball bat provided by the new guy Negan, okay. and it, this happened, but we didn't see who was hit with the baseball bat. Yeah, and so yeah. that's why everyone's really yeah. angry.
1: And I like Andrew Lincoln came out and 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 defended this and said, surely the braver choice as a as a writer is to not give everybody what they want and to
3: make everybody, <sighs> everybody wait. Yeah, but I think the problem with Walk the Walking Dead, and this is sometimes why I drift away from it, is that they drag stuff out so long they'll drag out a very thin plot Mm. because they've got this big finale but if you're not going to give us the big finale then it's really unsatisfying experience going all that way on that rather windy slightly depressing and not that interesting journey to get to what was meant to be the good bit and it's not even that great but holy smokes
1: when you get a good episode like that first episode of this new half a season (laughs) is was amazing Like, when they put the money in and they pull out, you know, extra 200,000 extras and big special effects, like, you're watching an amazing movie that couldn't be funded if you didn't have essentially some episodes where people just walk through a bush for an hour. Yeah,
3: that's not far (laughs) wrong. So really swings
1: and roundabouts, but I do think that they could have pushed the plot on more. Like, there's so many hypotheticals with The Walking Dead, aren't there? Of like, okay, come on, let us go somewhere and find that there is a government f- that's still alive. Let Let's go to the White House for God's sake! Come on, yeah. give us some, give us some, uh, some, some juice, but. No, it's it, it's going to last forever, isn't
3: it? I mean, have you watched the final episode? Howell, of season six? No, I'm up to it. That's uh, I've just got that. To oh, watch. okay. Well, like the, the character of Negan, the the writer of the comic book and creator of The Walking Dead, uh, Robert Kirkman, I think he's called, and he got annoyed with the TV show because it kept uh, deviating from the plot of the comic and making it too well easygoing in his opinion to compare to the comic. But I've not read the comic book, but apparently it's a lot
0: easier. The comics are uh, really really bleak they yeah. sort of I, I get one uh ordered sort of every six months and pick it up and then just feel sad for a day that it's, it's the most <laughs> horrible a comic could be comics well, are meant is... to be fun but this is i mean it's really upsetting every single time you pick it up <laughs> <laughs> and robert kirkman the writer got really annoyed
3: with this so he created the character of um negan um to say f you to the uh the tv show saying you'll never bring this character in he's so diabolical he's so awful there's no way you'd put him in the tv show but he was so popular in the comics that the tv shows actually gone ahead and put him into the show so that's why there's been so much of a, a brouhaha about him arriving um and it certainly should be exciting if they ever show who he killed there we go okay next but a little bit of news um terence winter we we're talking about broadwalk empire before He's uh, been making vinyl, which has been the Mm. the, uh, Nick Jagger. I know some people who've been watching this and they do absolutely love it. I've started it, and it is good, but it's been badly reviewed, badly rated overall. Well, not awful reviews, but not as good as everyone thought it would be. Terrence Winter was um, the showrunner. He's left. He's fallen out with HBO, a company he spent the last 20 years making very good quality stuff with, from The Sopranos to Boardwalk, and he's left to do some creative differences. So vinyl season two, which is going to happen. Uh, we'll have a different person in charge, which I think is a damn shame because he's a, he's a bloody amazing, creative individual. Does, somebody, uh, does
1: someone keep on plugging their headphones or something, like changing their sound? Oh,
2: sorry, that's me. I'm I'm muting and unmuting myself because ah. I'm, I'm in the kitchen. I don't want to m- clog up with
1: unnecessary noise. That's That's what you do every week. Matthew, um,
2: yeah, <laughs> I'm invited to. That's that's different kind of unnecessary That's
1: true. List. That's true. Um, good. Thanks for the news, Jamie. and Whoever's <clears throat> been giving bad reviews to uh, vinyl, uh, stop it. It must be Sam Knowles, I'd imagine. By the way, um, Pam. Uh, I did challenge Pam. You know the thing <coughs> about the music, and I want to challenge everyone to do this. Um, but tell me a, tell me another period drama that uses modern music, because there will be stuff. So
3: I thought, what you, I thought you were going to say then, Harold, you challenge everybody to watch a period drama with the sound off and create our own modern day soundtrack you for can it. You can do then... that
1: as well. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, do that. Studio at the com. If you want to email any abuse my way, you're more than welcome. Studio at the com. Better Call Saul is a spin-off series based on a character from um uh Get Bre- Breaking Get Bad. Uh,
3: <laughs> to introduce it.
1: uh okay for, uh from Breaking Bad. What is the setup of this series? Uh guinea pig, Matthew Wandless. Uh
2: so Better Call Saul uh, is a, a prequel to the Breaking Bad series, although it, it does. I think it starts in the in the in, in the recent future after the last Breaking Bad episode. So in the recent future, the near future after oh, Breaking Bad. Worst breaking explanation <laughs> ever. God, that's a crazy one. Um, and uh, then it uh, goes back to tell you how uh, James McGill <laughs> became Saul Goodman. Uh, James McGill is his original name, and you see him as a kind of um, two-bit lawyer trying to make a a living as a public defender and grifter, uh, and uh, yeah, he's kind of in financial trouble. And uh, I presume then goes on to tell you how he becomes Sol Goodman, the kind of not very successful but very flashy-looking lawyer wow. that we see in Breaking Bad. You should
1: write for the Radio Times. That was a phenomenal setup. <laughs> yes, sir, yes. Sir. <laughs> so he's a down and out lawyer, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many of you watched? I've watched four Four episodes? You've actually done the four episode rule already
2: my, Basically my wife was insisting that we carry on watching And I let her go as far as four and I've I've drawn a line in the sand But we're really going to struggle with this, aren't we? Yeah. Well, why, the,
4: why are we going to struggle? Cause you're because you're assuming that the, I love it
1: Well, you've watched four I mean, that doesn't
4: mean I love it. it. Took about three months to get you to watch that, four. That chucks. means that's that's the minimum amount he needs to have watched to have an opinion, surely. That's uh, right. No, yeah.
1: no, no. The guinea pig only has to watch one, and we have to persuade him to get as far as four. So, okay. Well, what do you think then? We, 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 how much? I do watched you, the do you entirety
2: remember? of Breaking Bad, and I didn't love that. All
1: right. Okay. Ah, now, well, wow. now we've got something to talk about. So you Yeah. There you go. I'll yeah. throw
2: in a bit of controversy yeah, for you. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um... Who was going to ask Matt a question? Then was it Tiernan?
0: No, I'm just uh, disappointed in him as as always. Oh, you just made a noise. <laughs> That's all. It was it was the same level of disappointment that happens every time uh, he's on this. I know,
1: I yeah. know. So come on then, um, the doomsayer. What did you think of Better
2: Call Saul? I actually think, based on the f- the, f- the first four episodes, Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Ooh.
3: I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Couldn't yeah, I couldn't I I couldn't could, could disagree with you? But here's a here's a different question for you. Yeah. Do you need to watch the Do you need to watch Breaking Bad to watch Better Call Saul? Could you go into Better Call Saul without having watched Breaking Bad?
2: I would say, based on what I've seen so far, I would say yes.
3: You're saying yes. You you could watch it without having watched Breaking Bad.
2: Yeah. There's 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 only a couple of things so far that have been kind of winks to Breaking Bad, but if if, if you hadn't seen Breaking Bad, you would you wouldn't uh, be confused. You'd just be taken along it, it, it doesn't rely on, on on someone's prior knowledge of breaking bad to uh or yeah, at least I, from what I, i've I, seen I, I wouldn't say it does
3: this is the thing i wonder about though i wonder like i'd like someone to watch it who's not watched breaking bad because i i watch it and part of the reason i'm watching it is i know where he's going and mm. i'm interested in that journey and i know that whatever he's doing right now he's not going to be doing very long he's, i know that there's going to be a very interesting journey to this place he gets to and that's what's so compelling. So mm, that kind yeah. of changes the view. No, I,
1: I wonder of- that because what what Breaking Bad is to better call Saul is my argument about what what the um, gravitas and the press and the chattering classes. Were to the wire, you know. It's. I I wonder if you, (laughs) the wire is an excellent thing, and Better Call Saul is an excellent thing. But I wonder if you came to it with zero context, whether you would just feel like the the wheels moved really slowly on it. Jack, did you watch all of Breaking Bad?
4: Yeah, yeah, I finished it.
1: Okay. Did I don't suppose anybody watched this having given up on Breaking Bad like before Better Call's before Saul's character, because Saul only comes comes into it halfway through. Okay. Any criticisms on it? That
2: I mean, it it suffers from some of the same stuff that I think Breaking Bad does, which which is it, it just um it just allows its its kind of wacky narrative to take precedent over. (coughs) <coughs> other stuff
1: <laughs> wacky <laughs> narrative tiernan let's go to you breaking bad it's just full of wacky narrative
0: That's, well, the thing is I, w- I would say looking after watching better Call Saul, uh, and you look back on breaking bad and i think breaking bad does seem more uh, sensationalist is probably the wrong word but you know it's a lot more focused on really uh, hyped up cliffhangers and lots of immediate danger And Better Call Saul is a much slower, um, a much kind of very different pace. Uh, And I think that because you know that he's going to turn into this character eventually, there's this constant threat throughout the show anyway that that is there even if there isn't immediate danger in an episode, Uh, which I think makes it vastly superior as a series anyway because it doesn't need to rush to some kind of cliffhanger. You know that his life's going to go horribly wrong at some point, but we don't know when. And that gives it its own sense of jeopardy anyway.
2: Well, hang on. Do you feel like he starts, um, when he's introduced into Breaking Bad, he's at a lower point than he is when he starts... Better Call Saul. Good question. Well, no, but we know
0: we know where his life's going to go through Breaking Bad as well. Don't forget, that yeah. we know, you know, and and um and for example, Mike becomes quite a big character in Better Call Saul, and we know where his life goes mm-hmm. because of Breaking Bad as well. And yeah. but I think in both t- cases,
1: like Matt's but Matt's point is Matt's question to you there is interesting because in both cases, um, I'm watching it and I'm not sure if it is a. If it, if it's a fall from grace that we're watching or if actually their lives become, they take control of their lives and they, you know, that they do the right, they make the right choices for them because by the time we see them in Breaking Bad, they're in a better place than they were. And maybe that's why this series doesn't annoy me in that way that Who um, uh, Done uh, whodunits do, you know, I know where this is going and yet I'm not annoyed by that.
2: Yes, I was just going to bring that up because the the, the journey is so um, meandering and uh, full of incident so far. Anyway, um, again, I'm I'm only four episodes in, but it's, you know, you can sort of, you're kind of guessing, uh, you're trying to figure out when he's going to actually become Saul Goodman Mm -hmm. and how much um, they're going to show us that just takes place where he is Saul Goodman, but before Breaking Bad, or whether the last thing we see in this series is him turning into Saul Goodman and then that's when breaking bad comes in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean how do they how do they have an unlimited number of series on this? I, I suppose they they can't, can they? It's got to end at a certain point, but then but then we're having all these flashbacks. So anyone who hasn't watched watched it, this happens before breaking bad, but we actually begin I think Matt said this before, but we actually begin with a little snapshot before every episode of him or released before every series of him in the future, after Breaking Bad. The recent future. The recent. Which the is the current? Recent.
4: The present. That's correct. It's the present. The present, um, recent, past, future. Uh,
1: yeah, go yeah. so for that. Um, I, I think it trundle, trundles along uh, fascinatingly. You know, it's it's in that it's in that lengthy drama that it's so good. Um, but Jack, what about you and your young, irrational? Worse than my need for entertainment.
4: I actually prefer Mike's story at the moment to uh, where Jim and oh, McGill's story is going. Yes, I think we it's agree. absolutely oh. brilliant. Yeah, it's ah, really That's, good, really good. No spoilers, <laughs>
2: please. No
0: spoilers. Well, similarly, I think the story of Kim Wexler as well is is yeah, is, yeah. It's um, there's so many characters that are so. Uh, Beautifully developed over the course of of nearly now the end of the second series, you know, a two series that that you start to care for everyone pretty much as much as I'd say you care for Jimmy McGill as well. I think it's, it's really amazing
3: good. what they what they did with uh, Mike because in the Breaking Bad I wasn't a huge Mike fan, but I just think his journey is brilliant and like the way the story his story's crafted and he's fascinating. He's a fascinating character, and I just I love scene. And he's so clever as well and I love his problem solving skills. are just amazing and I think that's what Vince Gilligan does better than any other showrunner or show creator out there. He's just a master storyteller because he's brilliant at just gradually building these problems that Mike or or, or, or Jimmy will find the way out of and it, that's what keeps me hooked every week because I know that they're so intelligent the way they go about finding ways out of the issues they have just really good.
2: do you do you get at all what i'm saying about about the wackiness? no no i not really what well, well, i was i was disappointed uh, after watching the first episode that they brought back in tuco
0: oh yeah yeah see i think that's probably the weakest bit of the first season having yeah. to bring back tuco it's it feels really
2: unnecessary cuz um, he was but- the worst part of breaking bad
0: yeah, it definitely develops much better after that I think once kind of, they don't need, they don't need the connections to breaking bad that early on and that feels forced I think
2: my problem isn't the connection to breaking bad it's the, it's that that kind that character is indicative of the kind of thing that they're willing to do and I think um the episode I just watched where, where um the uh, what they call the kettlemans uh kid kidnap themselves and camp out in their own backyard kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, that's all fine. That's like, that's a really amusing situation, but then uh, they don't, they don't earn it in my way, in my, in my way of thinking uh, by unraveling it on screen. Okay. Because mean, they just kind mean- of go and that's all done and they just walk away from it. And, uh, and it's like, well, hang on a second. That's absurd. But these, uh, isn't this just you wishing to
1: see more? No, like, no, no, not at all. Like you, I, I don't you would think watch it is. ET, you would watch the first half of E.T. and go, Matt's <sighs> focus group says... But really what, hang on, where did the alien I, come from? I'm really annoyed that I don't know what planet he comes from. Yeah,
2: which planet is he actually from? It's very <laughs> very hazy with his gesturing. Like, like he just brings up some planets. I really want to know which I mean, one it, specifically he's
4: you, from. You yeah. want a Meet the Kettleman spin-off <laughs> series <but> really explores.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, just, no, I no, I don't like but what <laughs> No, all I'm saying is that uh, is that they've used them to get him this money in this in this really inventive way. Mm. But they don't they don't follow through with it. And I think they did that a lot in Breaking Bad. Like they would get to a point where something crazy would happen and then they'd just kind of, it would be done. And that annoys me. It annoys me in films and and, and TV series alike. But um, if, you're, if you're going to just you, constantly you... ratchet up the drama with these um, intense situations, you have to have the the wherewithal to follow through with it and actually see it through to its conclusion.
0: But isn't that the point that they show the interesting stuff rather than having two or three episodes afterwards of just them dealing with paperwork and (laughs) and all the really boring stuff? No, no, no.
2: I'm not saying that that's what you need. Matt, have you had a fun? (laughs) Yeah. I I stand by what I'm talking about. You can't can't just um, do whatever you want and then and then not have any consequences.
4: <laughs> but shows always um, have to make a choice consciously of which, which arcs to follow. You can't follow the story to conclusion of every character you introduce. I'm not
2: saying you? that, but uh, um, what, I I, what, I mean, think... what I mean is he's got all this money from the Kettleman's, and it's like, surely there's going to be consequences from that.
4: I mean, you have only watched
0: four episodes as well. I yeah. mean... Oh, OK, well,
2: um... if, if, there, if there are, then maybe, I'm, um, yeah, hang there, on a maybe minute. I'm calling it too early.
1: Can I ask everyone who's watched this? I'm right in thinking Matt really is
2: calling this too early, isn't
0: he? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. In that case, well, I mean, I so. this one incident. In that case, fair enough. Just
1: that there is a there's a great scene with just funk music playing, with Mike looking out onto the Kettleman's house. Oh, I know has, which one you think about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has yeah, Matt yeah. watched that? Bit? No, I haven't. Oh, oh, right. oh right. Oh right, yeah, yeah, then yeah. Then shut the hell up, Matthew, and stop okay, criticizing right. Vince Gilligan. <laughs> um Vince Gilligan is a master Jamie's right, he's a master storyteller. He 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 he, he takes turns that you just don't expect. And I don't I I, I wanna know if your your wacky criticisms <laughs> of Breaking Bad uh, whether whether you thought Breaking Bad took, took turns that you expected.
2: No, I didn't. I, I credit the show with that. It was, uh, it was very, very hard to see where things were going.
1: Yeah. So it was just that you would go, oh, I don't like these, this character that's turned up.
2: He's too good. This isn't real enough. A bit of this and a bit of that, because obviously it's a very heightened show, so I'm not expecting it to just be... Um, there wasn't you know, enough social
1: commentary about Baltimore in it. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was
0: all about character Fuck and your plot. face, you uh, <laughs> dick. Why didn't we follow through the stories of everyone that took the meth? Yeah. <laughs> A spin-off series for all of them, working when, out how it affected their how, lives. How did it them? How did, how did Omar even get to
1: Mexico? Did we see that? What, what cabin did he fly in? What airline was it? <laughs> Jesus. Um no, Okay.
2: You, you, it's not what I'm saying. What I mean is, when when you use uh, when you use something to to make a crucial change in the narrative, mm. you can't just then have it disappear in a cloud of smoke. That's all I'm saying.
4: I think I know what you're saying that that would be rubbish I don't think Better Call Saul is ultimately guilty of that no No, fair
2: enough but I think Breaking Bad is on on a few occasions and I can't think of uh, them
1: unfortunately that's the problem I wish we had one
3: example of this nonsense you've got to give an example Matthew
4: (laughs) you've got to give an example I'll
2: come come back with an example
1: Matt will email us all at two in the morning tonight with ten examples but by then Matt it will be (laughs) too late it'll be too late late.
4: Mm -hmm. um okay I was going to say I think Better Call Saul I've actually only watched the first season of it I'm sort of storing up season two to um, to get through all in one one mm. really lonely weekend um, but thinking back I remember when I first watched Breaking Bad that was the classic four episode rule series for me, someone yeah. sent it it was on DVD and sort of limped through about three episodes and then honestly sat with it with a DVD not playing for about nine months maybe a year before yeah. we went back to it because yeah. those first few episodes just didn't really grip me and obviously breaking bad then picks up sort of momentum brilliantly and became a real binge watching thing but better call soul is so much tighter in that first season you just God, sort of straight think... straight into it and you very quickly engaged those characters maybe because you're already familiar with That's quite a lot. A, of i
1: think it's purely down to that though i think because you know those characters so well um, that's the only reason. Because Breaking Bad, you have this set up straight away. It's a great cliffhanger. You know, the very first bit in the desert, great cliffhanger. Mm. It's um teacher turning to drug dealing, dead simple. What's the first episode of, of Better Call Saul? It's a dude.
3: I mean, yeah. L- I think look, Better Call Saul is a better start to a series than Breaking Bad. Why? Was. What happens? I can't remember. <laughs> Well, he has his, he finds out about the cancer and he's got the the, the van thingy no, he, he, in the oh, desert. Sorry, I thought you no, said No, he's Call asking Soul. about
2: the first episode of Better Call Saul, right?
3: Oh, right, that's yeah. with the skateboarders and, yeah. You know, oh yeah. And, yeah. So you think that's I mean, better? That's a, that's a better start than Breaking Bad. I thought I thought it was more I got into it quicker and I was more hooked immediately by the I, start of
2: they're, they're, I they're agree already, with Howell. I think you well. exactly. Is that I think you're you're anticipating. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Surely you're bringing the baggage, Jamie.
3: Well, I don't know. I just thought I I loved the tone. It was a different mm. tone to the show, yeah. and it just won me over. I just immediately because I was surprised. I genuinely thought it was going to be rubbish, and I yeah. thought better. I thought, why would you follow Saul Goodman's story? It's not going to be that interesting. And I was surprised by how much I was really loving what I was seeing.
2: I it's interesting that you agree. say this, because I, I, I thought, I, first of all, I thought Breaking Bad Series 1 was the best series they did. And oh, second, I, I, I watched the first episode of Better Call cool Saul about, well, when it first came out, I watched it, and I and I left it. And I haven't come back to it until now. Ooh.
3: That is surprising. Yeah, I I genuinely think that the, for me Breaking Bad the best season is season four. Like that's the one where mm. so far Better Call Saul isn't better than season four of Breaking Bad for me. That was just every episode was amazing, yeah. stunning. But uh, which yeah, one was season
2: been, four? What what was the arc? that was uh,
3: Gus Fring? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Gus, amazing, Matt. How yeah. can you not have enjoyed Gus? Better than the first season. What are these arbitrary nonsense statements about best series? I'm just like, where did he get the chickens from? Where are these chickens coming from? (laughs) What are the sources? How convenient. He just happens
2: to have a lot of chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: The tone Jamie mentioned, I think that if anyone's not watched... Um, Better Call Saul, it will be difficult to find a series that has a tone that's quite as consistent outside in fact of The Wire, to go back to that um, it, everything, and to go back to my music discussion from before, the music that they've done for Better Call Saul is this perfect southern American states, sort of 70s-ish um, Who's making a cocktail? Yeah. <laughs> stuff It's got to be Matt, hasn't it? Uh, uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best season of the
0: Wire.
4: Um, just to go back to the Breaking Bad yes. thing. My dad gave up on Breaking Bad in a season and a half in, and now is absolutely flowing through Better Call Saul, and loves it. And he has, you know.
2: Oh wow, well, get him on.
4: He thought get Breaking Bad on. was shite, really. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll speak to him and get back to you.
1: Wow. Okay. Can you all tell me why both Jack and Matt so far have, have called him Sol instead of Saul? Better call
0: Sol. Yeah, there's the U in there, isn't there? That's it's mm.
1: quite important. I mm.
2: thought. They pronounce Sol? it Sol Goodman. Yeah, yeah, and the
1: show is Sol. That's because they're from
2: America. It's because they're Albuquerqueans. Ah, the uh, go fuck mm. yourself. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> so go fuck your Saul. <laughs>
2: But you know what? I didn't. Re- I didn't realise in- until the episode where he says it that uh, it's uh, Saul Goodman. Saul Goodman.
0: Yeah. Saul Goodman. Oh, of
3: course. Nice. No way. Have you? Have you only realised that as well, Howell? Uh, if
1: it was in an episode, then no, I obviously knew it before. But
4: it's gone out of my mind. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I totally didn't see that until it was literally spelled out for me. Wow. Very good. All right. Well, well did you hang, on, hang on. Jamie, did you get that then during Breaking Bad? You went, oh, that's a clever name based on it's all good, man. I thought you everybody did. No. Oh, I got, got no idea until now. You've got a beautiful mind, Jamie. Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well I'm done. I'm a savant. I'm, I'm the rain man of uh, <laughs> box set watching.
2: Don't you all find that, though? After you've done an episode of the pod, you just think how great Jamie is and how awful how. it is. Of
1: course. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Do you know what that's called as well? It's called one of them doing all the fucking work and the other one taking all the credit. That's what it is. <laughs> well, you mean
2: Jamie turning up with the news every week.
4: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Providing <laughs> his own instrumental accompaniment and you
2: occasionally coming in with a with a boring speech word count i'm talking
3: word count right
1: (laughs) i bet you any money jamie's made at least one meal during this podcast what have you done during this recording
3: Done absolutely nothing. How all been sat here engaged fully in the conversation? What have
1: you done during this podcast?
0: (laughs) I I, I
3: did a bit, a little bit of washing up. There we go.
1: There we bloody go. Um,
0: I'm impressed with the multitasking. That's incredible.
1: And season five of the Wire had 10 10 episodes, whereas the other ones mostly had thirteen. Stick it up. What?
4: So that's—it's
1: not half, but it's significantly less. We were. My point was, we were. Jibbed you said out. it was
2: half. We said it was one or two episodes less.
1: But the point behind that was that they finished it too soon. Season five got jibbed, and so did we. And the but media. Also,
2: season five—the oh. last episode was ninety minutes.
1: Lots. Uh, yeah, but thirty yeah. minutes of that was a montage of McNulty looking out of
0: Baltimore. Beautiful in my
4: life. Yeah. Oh, it, what a yeah. great montage. Yeah. What a great yeah, montage. The series do that though in the final. In the final season, yeah, yeah, like, they do. You the mentioned Peter it Jackson last uh, week, I think.
3: Yeah. Or, arguably, the best montage ending of a show. Six feet under. Have you, have you seen the end of that? No, no. I oh, very end actually. You know what? It's yeah. a really good ending, and it's perfect for the show as well. Mm. One of my favourite show endings ever.
2: Yeah, it's amazing.
3: Have you seen Chuck's ending though? <laughs>
0: Anyone? No. no. There was a there was a video online today where someone's taken the first shot and the last shot of loads of. Uh series and put them uh, juxtapose them together and worryingly the one the best one is lost even though that was so shit <laughs> <laughs> but they they finish they open and finish on pretty much the same shot it's beautiful wow wow
1: yeah. well listen I, I think the moral of the story today is um send me an email because you'll always get a polite response and the uh better all is excellent so watch it Anybody got anything to add, Jamie? You want to add a speech? I think the anything? last
3: message as well, as well is that you can watch. You probably can watch Better Call Saul without having seen Breaking Bad. You're right, Matt. And yeah, uh, I think so. I think, I think you can actually dive into it. So I don't would feel because do I hate this. the idea that people can't watch Better Call Saul until they've watched something else because that just makes it even more of a long process for people to enjoy a show you know
1: yeah but I, yeah. I really really want to hear from someone who's done that though because i just think yeah. it, i just think it'll be so boring like without that context i don't maybe not maybe not no i think it'd stand all right well if if anybody listening to this if anyone can hear us out there <laughs> and they're willing to watch uh, better call Saul, if you haven't soul sorry if you haven't watched breaking bad then uh, do it and let us know, we'll, we'll get you on. Studio at com. pop us an email. Studio at com, or Jamie's mobile number is
4: 07984. No, no, no. <laughs> no. can, uh, no. can I ask quickly for an update from anyone who's been a guinea pig recently, how you're done with cracking on with any of the shows we have discussed? Thanks, today? Adam. So that's a very that's a good, good question.
0: Point. Has anyone done that? Uh, I've nearly watched all of season one of 30 Rock now. Oh, oh. Okay, I'm loving! Really I, loving
1: I am, I am literally hanging on my iTunes for the next episode of Parks and Rec as it's released in Britain. Yeah,
4: I haven't even spoken I, about that though. Hell, we've not done an I episode have, about Parks and Rec. Oh, well, well, it was courtesy He's of this program that I watched it. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> I've, <laughs> um, I've carried on with Peaky Blinders. Oh, good man! Wow. wow, very good. It's really good.
3: Huh? I haven't even thought about Peaky Blinders. I really should. <laughs> Jamie, have you watched anything as a result of this podcast? Um
1: Yeah. Chuck. Well, yeah, I and how far through I well <laughs> uh, exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Crack uh, the hell on with it, man it's not difficult have oh, you carried on with uh, Deadwood who carried on with Deadwood oh, oh yeah. yeah no no oh, I've not oh. yet. Yeah, no
1: we will you know, I mean to afraid. say that
4: I'm uh, really looking forward to the new Kimmy Schmidt season that's coming out and that oh. said through gritted teeth wow. yeah next
1: week innit that's yeah. our next week
4: that is when an intervention has really worked yes totally. well, well done guys look, look at result. that
1: the man who the man who basically said it was the most disgustingly awful thing he'd ever seen in his life <laughs> He's looking forward to season two. Education yeah. works. Maybe we should listen to people like David Simon when he gives us messages. Let's say good night. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Matthew, well done. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Tiernan, <laughs> thank you. Cheers. Uh, Jack, uh, keep up good work. And Adam, again, website's
4: looking great. Thank you. Thanks. Can we do Treme next week? Jeez, Ooh, treme. Oh, Treme! Yeah! Owl, oh, oh, oh,
3: you, have you seen that,
1: oh? I bloody started it once and I went to New Orleans and they were playing Makukuki Ju! round the corner. That's
2: interesting, actually, because I, I, I've, I've watched the first two episodes of Treme and I've never managed to get any further. Me neither. I I, I've never even heard that.
1: of it. Wow. Well, I love the music. I've, I've, I've listened to the soundtrack. I've bought the soundtrack and listened to it endlessly because. Isn't it wonderful? New Orleans jazz is yeah. the best jazz. Yes, yeah, brilliant. So, yeah, maybe we'll do Treme next week then. Okay. Good. We've got to do Transparent at some point. Transparent as well. We've got to mention. Yes, we need to.
2: We it's Jeffrey that. Tambor for crying out loud. Yeah. And if everyone you, went orgasmic about him a couple of weeks ago, and still haven't watched Transparent, honestly, what you? What it, are you doing? I don't
1: even, I don't know who he is. Who's Jeffrey Tambor? He's
2: the he's Hank in the Larry Sanders show you yeah. jerk. Oh,
0: development. Really? not yeah.
1: Okay. I thought that was ripped on. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. God, that's the first time in my life that I've realized that Torn and, and Jeffrey Tambor are, are different humans. people. Like now, <laughs>
4: it's I... like the fact they appear opposite each other on screen. Now we I see on the last episode. <laughs> I,
1: like, I know that those two men are different human beings by looking at their pictures. I just always called them the same name whenever I saw their <laughs> face. Wow, I think that I think that uh, Riptorn is excellent in the Good Wife. Good night, everybody. Good
4: night. <laughs>